Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Level Up Watches, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is a spinoff of the Level Up and Friends podcast, where those of us from the comic book and video game store Level Up Entertainment in Mays Landing, New Jersey, and soon to be Summer's Point, uh, join with some friends and discuss the latest in pop culture entertainment. And if you don't know by now, we're covering The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is heavily spoil spoilers, you know, everything. We're going to go through all of the episode in detail, all the good, all the bad, all the mystery mcu uh people and cameos and all that stuff so um i'm harry i am joined once again by uh my co-hosts uh kendall welcome, Hello. Kendall, welcome. and the only other man who uh signed up to uh defend john walker at his trial uh <laughs> marvelous mike Oh, not not necessarily because he aligned with his philosophies it was no, all no, for no, the paycheck. no 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 just everyone everyone deserves a good defense it's for the paycheck um, so guys, welcome. Uh, we are going to fly through episode five. This is called, uh, truth, which right off the bat, uh, that is the title, uh, part of the title of the Isaiah Bradley, uh, story it's truth, red, white, and black. Uh, so a uh, little tip off that we were probably going to see Isaiah again. And we do, uh, the episode starts right from where we left off last week, where John Walker murdered, uh, that guy in, in just cold blood and in, in the public and he's running and he gets to a warehouse and he's kind of like freaking out about it. And we see flashbacks of his entire career as Captain America. And uh, he's approached by Bucky and Sam and they are like, Hey man, you know, you made a mistake and maybe they'll take your record into account, but you got to come with us. You got to come with us. And I, I was really surprised they didn't just go in guns blazing. They were trying to kind of like talk him down and, and whatnot. And, and he was, getting very close it was it was a testament to sam and his ability to kind of talk to people um because i feel like sam was really getting through to him and then you know sam said one thing about hey you got to give me the shield man and that that was what it you know tipped him off and he he turned and he's like that's what this is all about isn't it and it just kicked off this this brutal brutal fight between the three of them uh over the legacy of captain america and, and the shield and um there was you know, the Falcon Sam's wings were ripped off and, and uh, Bucky's arm got disabled in the battle. Uh, the score from Civil War was playing in the background. It was very reminiscent of that scene with uh, Bucky and Cap fighting Iron Man. Uh, here's John Walker fighting off both of these guys. Just knock down, drag out battle. Um, what did you guys think about this and, and a way to open the episode? I thought it was a great, great way to open the episode. Uh, you know, especially, you know, coming off of, you know, how brutal the end of last, you know, the previous week's episode was. Mm -hmm. um, I just love, I think that was like my favorite, like John Walker, like moment is when like, he like looks down at the shield. And he's like, oh, this is what it's, this is what it's all about. You know, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Unhinged. <laughs> yeah, Mike, what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, another great, like, an intense uh, a fight sequence, which again, I, at least we're not used to, uh, you know, to this level of intensity. Um, and 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 again, the you see the real John Walker coming out. That they they really tried, as we we joked, that they sold the you know memorabilia and everything. Uh, but to make him out to be, you know, a hero, the new cap. But as, as the episodes go on and he gets pushed, you know, further into the corner, we see his true colors uh, come out. 
most yeah. of the fights in this opening scene. And at one point, he's like fighting Bucky. And he's like, "Why are you making me do this?" And it's like, "Dude, you're doing this. Like, it's not. <laughs> they have nothing to do with it. It's all about you and this shield." And and you know, the only way they resolve the situation, Bucky and and Sam, in a brutal, brutal scene, they had to almost rip his arm off. They they like broke his arm to get the shield out, and uh, you know, the shield clatters on the ground. Which you know, kudos to Marvel's sound department. Like every time that shield flies through the air or hits the ground it's got this really satisfying like metallic sound to it which i really like um but but yeah they eventually separate walker from the shield and then sam using the shield and bucky kind of flings walker into the shield they team up and and knock each other you know knock him out and everybody falls down and you know bucky grabs the shield gives it to sam walks away and then there's this great like harrowing scene of sam He's holding the shield and there's still the, the dried blood on it from uh, the, the flag smasher. And Sam's just trying to like wipe off the blood, you know, from the shield. And it's this quiet moment. It's really quick blink and you miss it. But like, it's one of my favorite and most powerful scenes, I think, in, in this episode, if not the whole show. It's just like Sam, I think, is feeling that guilt that, you know, it's, it's partially he's partially responsible for the shield ending up in Walker's hands. And now there's blood on that shield. And no matter how hard Sam's trying to rub it off. That blood is not going, it's not getting off the shield. It's it's not going anywhere. Um, I just thought it was a great clip there as we went to the to the title, to the title sequence. And again, shows the uh, nobility of our heroes that you're right, they did go in, not bl guns blazing, but trying to uh, not excuse, but be like, you you lost hold of yourself. Look, let's not make it worse, let's go back. And, and like you said, Walker not having any of it. And of, course, and of course, that's the theme, not jumping to the conclusion, not jumping to people's worst instincts. But as we saw in the previous week with Carly, it, it ended in the same way that it did uh, in episode five. Mm -hmm. And like, that's our big action set piece for this episode. I feel like after that, the rest of this episode almost feels like an epilogue uh, to the series rather than the penultimate episode. Um, we get a lot of quiet moments, a lot of character stuff here, but this was like the big action moment. And then it, it almost reminds me of episode one, um, where it's just much more quieter after that, kind of setting the stage for the next episode. Episode um, six better be at least an hour and a half. Though. <laughs> uh, well, who knows? I mean, it's still very open as to whether this is a one and done, if this is going to be an ongoing thing, what they're setting up for future movies. Um, it, it's not really set in stone as WandaVision. I think they came out ahead of time. They're like, it's, it's done after one series. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So we get kind of a debrief between Sam and Torres, uh, who was his uh, partner with the Air Force, I think, uh, from the first few episodes. We haven't seen him in a little while. Um, he's basically telling Sam, like, look, there's not much we can do. Carly's lost the wind. Um, there's nothing we can do until there's something to do. And the, the, I think the moment of consequence in this conversation is at one point they're looking over Sam's broken wings and Torres is like, well, what happened to these, you know, and are you going to take these with you? And Sam leaves with the shield and he looks back at Torres and he says, keep them. And I, I had mentioned it in episode one when we first met him, but uh, Joaquin Torres is uh, the Falcon during Sam's time as Captain America in the comic book. So, you know, is this setting up, a new Falcon? Is it just kind of a, a throwback? It reminded me of the James Rhodes, like next time, baby, you know, in, in Iron Man one kind of thing. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, keep an eye on that. 
All right, let's get to the trial, the trial of John Walker. And, you know, it's funny because I, I wrote down in my notes, you know, this happened very quickly uh, for, for a trial. Uh, usually it takes months and months and months to try to get them All arranged. All claims goes that fast. Right, just instantly. And, uh, you know, John is uh, dressed down in his, his army. Uh, I guess his, uh, you know, he's got a suit on and his medals and his wife slash girlfriend, we don't know who she is still, uh, is there with him. And he's just getting just addressing down by the senators and the, and the board. Um, they're basically saying, you know, look, you are going to be stripped of all titles. You are no longer going to act as Captain America. Um, you are uh, going to be discharged other than honorably in retirement. You'll hold no rank. You'll hold no titles. And like, they're just stripping this guy of everything. And it was, there was a little bit of sympathy where he kind of stands up for himself at one point. He's like, well, can I present my evidence or can I present any testimony? And the Senator's just like, no, no, there's nothing you could say. And, you know, it's a little like, well, this guy didn't have a chance to, to even talk really, you know, he just kind of got his, uh, his, his butt handed to him. Uh, but that, that kind of ticks him off and he slams on the desk. And, you know, once again, like Kendall, like you said, you start to kind of maybe feel something for this guy. And then he just ruins it. He snaps and he like, he's slamming the table and he's like, I am Captain America, you know, right there in front of the panel. And that doesn't go over very well. And I, I wrote down here, like, I think Walker has said, I am Captain America in this show more times than Steve Rogers ever did in 22 plus movies. You know, it's just, it's, it's like, he has to tell everyone, I am Captain America. It's that much of his identity. And uh, it just, it does, it goes over like a lead balloon. It, it really shows no humility, no, no uh, apologies about it. Just kind of, uh, he accuses them of, you know, this is what you made, you built me, and I was following orders and, and all that. And, uh, you know, to an extent, you're like, well, maybe, maybe he has a point. I mean, he's kind of uh, just, getting the job done but he also did cut some corners in order to, to get there he didn't have the authorization to act in this other country um what do you guys think of the trial scene before we get to the after trial cameo it, they did not know he took the super serum correct they don't mention it here um so we don't know so my my thinking was if they had known that would they have let him go as they did, or, or does he now be, do they fear that he becomes an enemy of the state knowing how strong he is and, and now we've just, you know, uh, pissed him off for lack of a better term, uh, that it will come back to bite us. So that, that was my thought that if, if they had known that he had taken the serum, would the result have been the same? Good point, good yeah. point. Alternatively, I wonder if they knew, you know, them knowing he took the serum, maybe, you know, maybe there would have been like a, a, a public thing, but maybe, maybe the government would have been like, oh, well, like, we got this super soldier in our pocket. Now. Right. No, he's useful to us. Yeah. I, you know, I, Kendall, that's a great point, because while I was watching this scene, I was like, you know, Steve Rogers broke a lot of rules during his tenure as Captain America, including, you know, failing to sign the Sokovia Accords and actively uh, undermining them in his actions in, in Civil War. And he never got this sort of like stripping of the title and, and all this stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if, again, if it was because, you know, they feel like, well, where, where are you going to put a guy like Steve Rogers in terms of, of any kind of disciplinary action or anything like that? Or, you know, maybe we'll need him later. And we got to kind of stash them away. So uh, good, good point, Kendall. Very good. 
outside of the courtroom, you know, we see John talking I to- I do his... love a good courtroom drama though. So I, I do enjoy that scene. <laughs> we, we hear uh, John talking to his significant other and, you know, he's, he's kind of like, oh, they don't know. They don't know how hard it is to be Captain America. You know, feel bad for me. Um, and in walks, you know, it starts, the camera starts on these like high heel boots and it starts panning up. And, you know, it's this lady with, uh, with these like mirrored sunglasses on and she takes, you know, him off and she's like, hey, you know, I, uh, they don't know how hard you're right. You're absolutely right. They don't know how hard it is. And you look at it and it's like, that is Julia Lewis Dreyfus uh, from Seinfeld fame. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very hey. exciting. <laughs> Marvelous Mike, what was your uh, first thoughts when you saw her uh, appear? I love her, I'm a big fan. fan. One, of the, one of the great comedic actresses of our time. So it was lovely to see. Uh, I still want to know who she is and you won't tell me. <laughs> so uh, she, this this cameo was a huge surprise. Um, it was kept very, very well kept secret by Marvel, by the MCU. Um, nobody really knew there was any kind of celebrity cameo coming like this. I didn't see anything reported like you usually would. Um, and she introduces herself as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, um, or you can call her Val for short. Um, she is a character in the Marvel comics. Um, we don't know what she's doing here because she kind of introduces herself to Walker. She says that there are people that she knows that he took the serum. There are people that, uh, consider him very valuable because he took the serum and she gives him a blank business card and it's like, Hey, just make sure you, you answer the phone when I call you. And then, you know, she leaves and she's got a lot of character, a lot of charisma. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, before I give a little bit of comics history for Val. Mike, do you have any predictions, any any guesses as to who she may be? Uh, well, thought she again going tied back to the power broker mm. uh, in terms of saying you're very valuable to people out there. And again, he hates Carly now and the power broker hates Carly and, and can uh, she use him to, to that end? Mm. Kendall, do you have any background with Val? I, I had to look her up. I, I honestly, I wasn't sure. Oh, who wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I, I didn't, it just didn't jump out to me. I didn't read uh, the comics that she was involved with. So I definitely recognize the name. Um, I did not look up who exactly she was. True fan. Um, I've got it. I've got it. No I, I have. My thoughts were like, uh, Madam Hydra or Madam Mask. Madam Mask was my first guess. That was, okay. yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Cause we had Madripoor. So I thought maybe, you know. Yeah, Madam, I was like, uh, like, I was like, what, what character would, would, you know, fit this? Yeah. Cause I've definitely seen that name. Yeah, yeah. So Val has had a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different uh, histories in the Marvel universe as creators kind of pick her up and use her. Um, she was uh, very involved with S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Nick Fury comics, um, and she was almost like the, um, the love interest slash best agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, that Nick Fury had. Um, she helped defend S.H.I.E.L.D. from the replicants, um, which, you know, we have secret invasion on the horizon where scrolls are going to invade. You know, we know that that involves Samuel L. Jackson is involved with that project. So, you know, is she a S.H.I.E.L.D.? Squirrels? Scrolls. Scrolls. From oh. Captain Marvel. The yes, shape-shifting yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, 
she was also involved in that secret invasion storyline. She, um, her death kind of kicked everything off because she was a scroll. Um, but it goes deeper than that because not only did she work from shield, but she also worked for Hydra. She did take on the title of Madam Hydra for a while. Um, she worked for both at the same time. And then she also worked for Leviathan, uh, which was a, uh, the organization that helped, um, do the Russian, uh, secret, uh, super soldiers of their own and the secret uh, the black widow program and things like that so she's she's got ties to black widow she's got ties to hydra ties to shield um she she and sharon carter were, were on like an all-female shield team for a while so there are so many different oh, avenues you mean her and the power broker <laughs> <laughs> there are so many different avenues they could take this val character but what it seems to be here in the context of this show is she's putting together a team and she wants john walker to be a part of that team and it feels like Nick Fury from, you know, early end of Iron Man pre Avengers times where she's going to go up to all these different villains, maybe, um, and, and assemble a team, which may lead right into Marvelous Mike's prediction from episode one of a Thunderbolts team. <laughs> I was laughed at, I was mocked, the trolls had their way in the comments section. And now here we are, five weeks later building that foundation slowly but surely um she val and julia lewis Dreyfus is uh rumored to be in uh, a few more future marvel projects um, i'm not going to get into the specifics because i don't want to spoil future things for people but um she is tied to some things that are coming down the pike um so you know keep an eye out for this val character we'll see what happens uh stay tuned so Next, we catch up with Bucky and, and Zemo. Bucky leaves to go find Zemo. He uh, catches up with him at the Sokovia Memorial. Um, and Zemo sort of gives us the classic, uh, you don't know, you know, Carly, she's going to be bad and you need to do what takes to be done. You know, and Sam doesn't want to do that. Trying to kind of get in Bucky's head. Uh, Bucky tells him, you know, we're going to do things our way. Kind of fakes him out with a fake uh, gun to his head. Doesn't really have the bullets in there. Uh, whole thing. So kind of messing with Zemo a little bit. Uh, and then Bucky turns him over to the Dora Milaje, uh, and uh, they pick him up, and they pick him up, take, start taking him, and they say to Bucky that he's going to spend the rest of his days at the Raft, which is the underwater prison from Civil War, um, where they took Captain America's team uh, when they had captured them. Um, I was really surprised that I think Zemo is getting off easy here, because usually when you mess with Wakanda, you're getting Wakanda justice, you're going to Wakanda jail you're going through with conda courts and you know they killed king he killed king t'chaka so for them to just kind of ferry him over to the raft which is not under wakandan jurisdiction as far as i know i was really surprised that that's going to be his end result but you know i'm sure if he's going to somewhere as secure as the raft which never had any breakouts ever uh we'll never see zemo ever ever <laughs> again um, which is which is fine with me because I, I want I hope that uh, we, we do get him back and uh, he was a great great character through this but it is interesting that here we are episode five we're tying off I think the Zemo storyline and, and the Dora Milaje and, and they're kind of done so um, we'll see what happens before is, they is leave. There a, uh, is there a known plot to the second Black Panther movie? Not that I'm aware of, Kendall. Do you know of any? I no, think you know. The I typically, death... don't look into that stuff. Yeah, the death of Chadwick Boseman too probably oh, threw things all out of out of uh, order for them. Um, there are storylines where. Well, maybe you know, tie in somehow. Maybe, maybe. 
Um, but I was, like I said, I was surprised that they didn't take him straight to Wakanda. And, you know, Zemo should be thanking his lucky stars that they aren't taking him straight to Wakanda because that could have been rough times. Um, Bucky asks Io for one more favor, um, even though she just got done telling him, like, hey, you might not want to come around Wakanda too much uh, in the future. And, you know, he's pushing his luck, though. He's like, hey, I need you to do one more thing for me. So we don't know what that is at the time. Um, I do want to back up for a, a quick second. One more thing on Val. Um, she drops an interesting nugget to Walker and says that, hey, did you know that the shield of Captain America is not technically U.S. property? And that, that's kind of how she leaves him. And uh, she says, you know, it's not the government's property. So, Mike, as our resident, you know, Esquire, who, who, who does the shield belong to? Well, how does this work? Finders Keepers Law? I mean, what, what, what do we do? Uh, yes, that would be finders keepers. Thirty <laughs> days if you don't do a you know a reasonable search to find the true owner. But I, I guess I don't want to go to the Hague and, and and argue this out in the international courts though. Okay, all right. Well, that's something I think that they did on purpose in terms of you know now the shield is with Sam. The government was asking Walker to turn over the shield uh, during his trial. They, he was like, oh, you got to give it back to us. So they don't know where it is. Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of the ownership of the shield issue and if that comes up in in episode six uh sam he's on a, his own fact-finding mission he goes to see isaiah bradley um and he wants to get more information and this is where we get sort of isaiah's backstory and some of the things we already, already talked about the first time we met isaiah um, but he does go into what happened to him uh, basically that he uh, was given he and his fellow african-american soldiers were given uh, different variations of the super soldier serum. And they were told it was tetanus. They were told it was booster shots, different things. And some of them died. Some of them were doing okay, but they were still kind of unstable. And a group of them got captured uh, while on a mission. And uh, Isaiah was not a part of that group, but he heard the superiors saying that they were just going to blow up the POW camp because they wanted to get rid of the evidence. And Isaiah said, those weren't evidence. Those are my brothers. Those are my soldiers. So he decided to take it upon himself to go and break them out. And he was successful. He saved those men. He brought them back. In return for doing that, they threw Isaiah in jail for 30 years, experimented on him, allowed Hydra to experiment on him, which I, you know, I don't understand how the custody of Isaiah and, and where Hydra stepped in, but they also did experiments. And basically he had to fake his own death through a sympathetic nurse in order to escape and, and get out and um, he's still declared dead. Um, his wife passed away while he was in, in, in jail and the world at large doesn't know what he did, even though the act of him going against orders, breaking out these prisoners is the first thing that created Steve Rogers, Captain America legacy. I mean, that, that's the first thing Steve did. He broke out Bucky and, and all those guys in the first Avenger. It was celebrated for Steve, for Isaiah, he was thrown in jail and experimented on and, you know, and he starts dropping these bombs on Sam, like, hey, you can try all you want, but they're not going to accept the Black Captain America. Um, the, 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 the country's not ready for it yet. And no self-respecting Black man would even want to be Captain America. And it was, it was a really strong scene between the two of them. Great actors, uh, well acted out. Um, but, you know, gave Sam a lot to think about. And, and we got to see, you know, why Isaiah feels the way he does about the legacy of, of that shield. You guys have anything about Isaiah, uh, the second interaction? 
not particularly. I mean, it was very powerful. Um, and I, you know, I can definitely see and understand uh, where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. and um, definitely check out Truth, Red, White, and Black if you want more Isaiah Bradley. And uh, and is, you know, is his whole story arc really to, to give Sam an eye-opening look uh, as to what he's fighting for and, and then make that final decision if he wants to take up up the mantle, which I think we, we spoke about it last week that, you know, Marvel needed to have a John Walker Captain America before it gave it to Sam mm -hmm. so that you could see, uh, you know, if, all right, you're not ready for a black Captain America. Well, here's another white Captain America. And, and look what happened, happened to that. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think that whole, you know, thread is also very important in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, here's a man who he's fought with the Avengers. He's been in a paramedic before that. He was uh, did everything he could for his country. And it only makes logical sense that he would be sort of the next successor to Captain America. And I still can't get over, and I don't, I hope that they address this in the next episode, where he turns the shield over to the government and the, and the senator says, oh, Sam, you're doing the right thing. This is great. Doesn't even ask him, you know, hey, did you ever think about being Captain America for us or anything like that and 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 takes the shield from Sam and then like in the very next breath hands it over to Walker so you know Isaiah may have a very good point because we've seen the way Sam has been treated recently with this whole legacy of Captain America yeah, for sure. um, so it will no it wasn't even approached wasn't even asked so you know Will, if he does take up the mantle, which it looks like that's this direction it's going in this episode, will he have the blessing or the um, approval of the United States government to take on this, uh, this title? Huh? Yeah, that's something, something to think about, something to watch out for. And then, um, and then, but then you say, well, it's not like, you know, Iron Man or... or uh you know, even Winter Soldier, it is Captain America. It is inextricably linked to the US. So how, how do you have a Captain America that is not backed by the government? I mean, yeah, I, let's continue on and then I'll do <laughs> my uh, thesis. Okay, all right. Uh, Sam returns home. He's uh, going back to Louisiana, checking with Sarah. Um, we get this great, you know, interactions between them. They're trying to fix up the boat, but his nephews say, hey, the boat's going to, uh, we can't sell the boat anymore because it's going to cost more to fix than it would be to, to be in its current worth. And uh, Sam explains to Sarah uh, that the government has benched them. So I don't know if that means, you know, the Sokovia Accords are in some way still in effect and the government still does have a say over uh, the Avengers and the vigilantes and, and this and that, or if, you know, he means they benched them in terms of like his Air Force unit from episode one. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out what the legal status of these superheroes are post-Civil War and, and Endgame and everything. Uh, but basically, we get this great montage of uh, Sam and Sarah's community coming together. And Sam's like, you know, mom and dad did a lot of things for the community. It's time to start calling in some favors. And, you know, it's just like down like south. Like George Bailey, 
that bring it in, you know, <laughs> Harry comes in, they raise a toast. That's yep. what I was thinking of. The money pouring out of Mr. Martini's jukebox. The the Southern hospitality, you know, the the the, the South and, and specifically the Black South. I mean, they did a really great job of trying to show that this community, uh, when called upon, can come together to help each other and uh, that it's important to them. And uh, Bucky shows back up again and you know we see that he's holding a, a briefcase and he says you know this is a gift from Wakanda Sam doesn't open it right away um but uh, Bucky's like all right well I just came to drop off this briefcase I'll, I'll be going I'll probably have to you know stay at some hotel somewhere and you know just kind of beating around the bush and Sam's like oh come on you could crash on my couch and you know then he sees Sarah and he's like hey I'm Bucky. <laughs> you see this arm? <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa. And Sam's kind of like, oh, you know, that's my sister, man. Just be careful. That's my sister. Um, great, great interactions. I think some of my favorite parts of this series is sort of Sam and Bucky in their day-to-day -day lives at home. And I think we get some great scenes between Bucky interacting with Sam's nephews and, and all that. And it's like, this is Bucky sort of finding peace, you know, for the first time since... He's probably, since he's been unearthed from the Winter Soldier program, um, we see him smile at one point, you know, they're fixing the boat. He's lifting up everything that Sam can't lift up, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see Bucky happy and it's nice to see, you know, Sam sort of getting getting back to his community again. A little feel good music too. I, I enjoyed the, uh, the, 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 the music choice here. Yeah, for sure. Jazziness. It would have been more appropriate if they all sang "Old Lang Syne" as a bell rang, but I guess, you know, <laughs> whatever. A little bit of a different story. A little bit of a different story here. Uh, Sarah gives Sam a bit of a pep talk because, like, Isaiah Bradley's still kind of in his head, and she's like, "You're not gonna let Isaiah, you know, dictate who you're gonna be. You're gonna be who you want to be." And um, and and you can see that it's it's working out. I really like the interactions between Sam and Sarah, and I, I feel like I believe that these two are siblings. Like it, it's almost like the actors are you know have this familial bond already, even though this is the first season of a show that's only a few episodes long. Um, they do a great job of just sort of that like playful jabbing each other um, that that you see. Uh, so we do catch up with uh, Walker. Um, he goes to Hoskins' parents, his old partner, and he explains to them that, hey, you know, I, I, I'm sorry about what happened. I, I did everything I could. And they ask him straight up. They're like, so the guy you killed is the guy who killed Lamar, right? Right? And Walker just looks at them and he's like, yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. I killed the guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, just to lay the guilt on a little bit more, Hoskins' parents are like, okay. Lamar can sleep easily. He's at peace now. He got his justice. And Walker, you just see Walker just kind of like twitching, you know, because he's just straight up lying to these people. And, uh, you know, he's walking around and, and he sees the poster, the old poster on the wall. It's John Walker is Captain America. And it's it's starting to eat at him. Um, you can see it. And, and yeah, where is he going to end up? I guess we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Did you notice... Uh... I think it was his uh, Lamar's sister, though. Like she wasn't buying it. Yeah, yeah, they looked a little skeptical of uh, of the story here. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, like, I I like Toskins. This now, I guess, confirms he is officially dead. I, I kind of was hoping he would like recover, and and John did all of this for nothing. But um, I I just liked the character, and I, I thought that he made a good uh, counterpoint to to John Walker. Um. 
we get a quick blink and you miss it scene where Sarah uh, Sharon Carter is on the phone with someone and she's like hey I'm gonna get you out of that Algerian prison but you got to do this mission for me and you know the guy's screaming in French and she's got a job for this person but it's not really clear who she's talking to I mean I guess you could guess uh, because there is an Algerian person that we've met already in this show Um, but very very shady things going on with Sharon Carter uh, right now. She's got, she's got one more mission. For this guy. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. I'm just trying to move us along here. So we see that uh, Sam and Bucky have a, a great scene where they decide to start kind of talking through the beef while they're throwing Cap's uh, shield and practicing with it and they, they've tied like mattresses and, and foam around the trees so that it bounces off and um, Sam or Bucky apologizes to Sam and says look Steve and I didn't realize what we were asking when we asked you a black man to take on this legacy and, and to hold the shield and you know I'm sorry that I was so hard about it um, you know I, I understand it now and I get it and you know they kind of reconcile that part of their relationship and it's all while they're throwing the shield which is great and then uh sam tells bucky hey you've got to stop letting other people uh dictate who you are you know he's always just kind of been following the latest orders the marching orders and he's never been his own person and he's he's like you're still having nightmares and and bucky says yeah and sam suggests that he tries to give someone closure not necessarily go and and fight bad people you know for these people on his list but but actually talk to somebody and give them some sort of closure and bucky's like well i've got a lot of names on this list and sam said that's great just start with one and i think once again we see sam's ability to sort of uh, uh provide counsel and guidance and and walk people through uh tough times and just his skills as a you know he's a better therapist for bucky than bucky's therapist was oh for sure so i I thought that was a great scene between the two of them and and you know it's sort of this official uh bearing the hatchet and and they walk away and they're they're still kind of tough with each other like well we're not we're not friends we're we're gonna be co-workers all right maybe not partners we're not partners we're not a team but we're we're gonna you know but bucky does say if you ever need me call me i'll be there which it was great to see it's like oh you know these guys they're they're getting along um now we get uh bucky or uh, sam just kind of training with the uh shield and yes. it's now, if great I can, origin before we yep. get to when he runs up the steps of the art gallery uh <laughs> it, he he's throwing the shield around with bucky no problem when it's the two of them and now all of a sudden he can't catch it he can't throw it well everything that he was doing five minutes earlier is out the window now it's like performance anxiety, man. Like you do, you do better when somebody, when when Captain America's bestie's right next to you. You're like, oh, you know, you're really concentrating. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I like that the first time they threw it, it got stuck in a tree, and he was like, oh, yeah. we've got to wrap these trees in something. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he's he's having a hard time. He's, he can't catch it. He can't. It, it's like almost taken off his head at one point. You know, he's trying to to try to get it to re- reflect it and ricochet back to him, and that's hard. All the things that you know it seemed like it all came so easily to Walker because they showed like that quick montage and he's throwing the shield around and all this stuff. You see Sam actually has to kind of work at it and, and, and train. And I think that that helps you as a viewer feel like, all right, I'm, I'm rooting for this guy. I really want him to, to succeed. And I, I want to see Sam 
get better with the shield and you know he's running and he's he's working out and you know it's just it's tough because you're like well you know you are still just human you know if, if somebody shoots you <laughs> at one point like you're you're done i mean and, and it's just kind of like you you appreciate how much more work sam has to put into this because he's not enhanced in any way um and by the end of the montage he's getting it i mean he's doing flips and throwing the shield and catching it on the on the flip and you know it just seems like he, he kind of has it down now which is is pretty cool and his nephews, there's a great moment where his nephew's like tracing the star on the shield. And it's like, well, you know, representation, it matters, man. It's, it's, it's great to see. So. On that note, I need to leave you two fine gentlemen. And I'm sorry, I cannot finish to the end. I do want to say though, that MCU, Disney and Sony, I did read about, about the big announcement today. So we can talk about that at the end, but I'm on top of my Marvel oh, news. I didn't read this announcement. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't read it all. I just saw the headline. They're, so basically, they're that. wheeling and dealing to get the MCU all under one roof, under the Disney Plus roof, and you know, get some of the Spider-Man movies over there so you can actually have like a Marvel marathon with one streaming service. So, But that's all I'll say on that. Enjoy the rest of the episode, everybody. I'll see you for the big finale next week. All right. Thanks, Mike. Later, dude. So there's really only one major scene left that I, I wanted to talk about, and that's the GRC uh, scene where they're trying to discuss what to do with the Patch Act, and you know everybody's meeting together, and Carly, you know, meets up with uh, Batrock the Leaper, which you know, is that who Sharon was talking to on the phone? I'm I, I sure is French, <laughs> right? Um, so bumped he, we didn't see a silly costume. I know, I know. They've got like the purple and yellow thing going for him. Like the colors are there, but he doesn't have like, yeah, the, the crazy jacket and the giant boots and you know, all that stuff. Um, he's giving them basically like a, a mini arsenal in, in this suitcase. And and Carly's friends, of other Flag Smashers are like, are you sure you want to do this? This isn't what we're about. And Carly's just kind of, she's like, nope, they don't, they won't listen anymore. I don't care. This is the only thing we could do. We've lost so many people at this point. Um, and it's interesting because Batrock's like his only stake in this. He's like, I want to kill Sam Wilson because I guess, you know, Sam cost him some major deal, uh, in the, the episode one when they, when they fought. So, um, is he working with Sharon Carter? You know, are we getting some kind of confrontation between Sam, Bucky, the Flag Smashers, and Batrock? I don't know. I guess I guess we'll find out. Episode There's six. a lot to address in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last, the very last scene is Carly sort of activating her followers, you know, through the phone. And there's a couple people that sneak into the GRC summit that they have all these world leaders talking about how they're going to move these refugees around and um and all of a sudden the screens that the computer screens go all glitchy and the, the lights all turn red and uh you know you see that you know clearly the, the flag smashers have infiltrated the grc um torres uh picks up on it warns sam sam already has it on tv because in these shows all they do is watch cnn or some you know 24-hour news all day <laughs> oh he's right there um and so sam's like i'm on it i've already got it and then we see Sam go to the briefcase. He opens the briefcase, but the, the back of the briefcase is to the camera, so we don't get to see inside. And that's where it looks like the episode ends. Oh, yeah. But we do get a mid-credits scene in this episode. Um, after you know, we get the regular credits, and then uh, we hear, you know, we hear cling, 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 kind of like a, a throwback to the Iron Man one, you know, when he's building his yeah. suit of armor. 
and we see and it's john walker basically doing a, a youtube tutorial on how to how to cosplay as captain america build your own uh, shield he's building the little rings and he's he's using his uh, service metals to kind of melt them down into it he's spraying it and he's coloring it and it's it's a captain america shield same colors and everything so walker is uh, not giving up you know that that mantle or, or that shield that easily um and that's where it leaves us so yeah i mean kendall overall thoughts i mean we, we've got so much to try to wrap up in episode six yeah for real um real quick about sam yeah yeah so you know talking with isaiah bradley you know that was like a very powerful scene mm -hmm. um and yeah like you know why would a black person want to be captain america but um this episode really drove home um just how similar sam and carly are in mm -hmm. my opinion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because you saw when they went to uh where were they latvia when they went to the, you know the wherever yeah yeah mm -hmm. just how like you know, it was these group of people who like were let down by government power. And, you know, they all like came together, community. Yeah. And even, I think it was the the flag smasher who John Walker killed. Mm -hmm. We found out his name is Nico. 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 Not Captain America fan. Captain America <laughs> fan. Got a name like, for him. He was like, you, to Carly, he was like, yeah you could be Captain America. And, you know, in this episode, we see Sam, who in the first episode, despite all he's done, you know, let down by mm -hmm. society. But in this episode, he's able to like rally the community much like Carly did. Yeah. Um, and Sam also had a dead friend, well, Captain America dead, whatever. Time yeah, just still weird. It, it's still <laughs> like they they Bucky and Sam have a conversation about him. He's like, all right, well, maybe we'll find out now. Is he dead? Is he dead? And they're like, Steve's gone. And I'm like, well, that could mean a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Comic book rules. I need to see a body. Yeah, for real. That it's so confusing. But um but yeah, who who's like no, that's a great, great point. Gave that him the parallel. shield and was like, you can be Captain America. And mm -hmm. like I thought it was awesome. As soon as uh, as soon as Sam asked uh, Io for that favor, I was like, "Oh man, is it gonna yes. be a suit?" Yes, yes. And then, like he comes with the thing. I'm like, "Dang!" Like I was so hyped for that briefcase to be open. It's gotta be the the Captain America Falcon suit, right? Like that's that's I what really it's gotta be. And it's so um, interesting because now it seems like between Bucky's arm. You know the vibranium in the shield, uh, the cat, uh, you know Falcon's costume. It seems like Wakanda and slash Shuri is gonna take the role of like Tony Stark of being like the official outfitter of the heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah, I'm yeah. About it. Yeah, I mean, hey, if that costume is made out of like straight vibranium, like uh, you I know, it doesn't matter. Problems. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. If Sam is mortal <laughs> underneath. Um, that would help a lot, but. Uh, 
yeah, I, I really hope we get sort of that that cap falcon, you know, costume. And and I know he kind of gave up the wings and it was like, I don't need them. But you know, to see him with the wings and the shield together, like I, I think that's I a, want him to have both. Yeah, that's um, a great look. Cause like I, I want him to be I want Sam to be Captain America. Like, especially after this episode, I was like, mm-hmm. I yeah. need this man to be all Captain in on Anthony Mackey, all in on Sam Wilson. Yeah. yeah. But um I don't want him to not be the Falcon at the mm-hmm. same time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I yep. want him to be able to be like, all right, here's the Captain America who can fly. Yeah. Like, this is who he is. You know what I mean? I, I want to make sure that... I just don't sure want that... him to be like the third version. Exactly. Make make it your own. You know, yeah. make it... It's Sam Wilson, Captain America. Not Sam trying to be Steve, but, you know, it's it's make it his own his own fighting style, his own, you know, he has so much experience with those wings and he's, we've seen through this series that he's incorporated, you know, having the wings and the jetpack into his fighting, um, that it, it, it only makes sense, you know, to, to have that also incorporated in your next costume. Yeah. It would be a real shame to like lose out on that. Yeah. But, uh, I honestly, I hope that we tied off the John Walker stuff and they leave whatever this tease is for the next Marvel, maybe another Marvel movie project or another season. But like, I hope we're done with Zemo. I hope we're done with Wakanda and I hope we're done with John Walker just so that episode six can be a focus on Sam, Bucky, Flag Smashers, Batrock. And we'll just, let's resolve that issue in the hour and then you know these other things you know maybe sharon carter revealed as the power broker or whatever um but let, let's let's deal with that and then leave things open for future you know future installments because if if that's the last we see of walker it's going to be like oh man when's he going to show up again where yeah. is he going to be you know, same really... with Val. same with Val. where is she going to show up again like is, is it going to be like nick fury seated through these movies of you know she goes up to every villain and leaves them a blank card. That'd be so like, awesome. Yeah, we're building up Marvel's Suicide Squad or, you know, the Thunderbolts or something, so. Yeah, I mean, I between that scene and, you know, Io basically, like, turning to the camera, we're taking him to the raft, wink. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like between yeah. those two scenes, it really feels like they're building like a Thunderbolts. Yeah. And Which uh, I'll never hear the end of it from Mike ever. That's amazing. Ever. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I guess we'll have a lot to talk about next week um, to wrap up. Um, you know, I think as a whole, do you feel? Because I have seen some criticisms about Marvel slash Disney and their handling of some of the more sensitive issues in the show. Do you feel that they're doing an adequate job that they're, they're kind of the, the, the criticism that I've seen is that they're, they're presenting Sam as sort of this centrist figure as to not make too many fans angry that fall on either side of the spectrum. Mm, um, and so, you know, I can, yeah, you can kind of see it too. And I, but I think they've done a good job of, of having Sam say at least, you know, two other characters, look, I, I'm pissed off too. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not represented. I'm forgotten about, you know, again, maybe we'll get into this if, if the government tries to come in and stop him from being Captain America. Um, but I mean, I, I just wanted to ask you, since we ha- I have you on, 
you know, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of the series. Do you feel like they're doing a, an adequate job with some of the more sensitive topics? So <clears throat> I definitely see uh, how there would be criticism about that. I do think as far as everything Sam says, he is, you know, very understanding and um, in his heart is on the side, but I can see all his actions. Like they'd be like, oh, like, but at the same time, like Sam is a soldier, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, but maybe, maybe this is like his turning point. Like, mm -hmm. you know, cause this whole time he's been, you know, with the exception of the whole Sokovia Accords. <laughs> um, this whole time he's been, you know, working for the American government basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, or just a sidekick, like not his own or, character. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see this, and this is something that's been like in the comics many times, but like America isn't its government. America is its people. Mm -hmm. And I think like if that is Sam's rallying cry, like, because Captain America doesn't have to be a government tool you know right I mean? right right yeah so i think if like sam like if it goes in that direction like sam's great it's gonna be good yeah this episode is uh definitely made me much more of a sam wilson fan um i, I think that you know seeing we we i, I criticized him earlier for kind of not taking a stand um and just sort of getting led around uh by other people but uh it seems like here he's making affirmative decisions um that may have consequences and he's gonna take them you know when they come uh but he's the one making these choices sort of taking taking his own advice that he gave to bucky you know instead of letting other people define who he's who he is and who he can't be uh, yeah speaking of bucky i hope we get a a scene with that uh the man from the first yes. episode yep yep i i hope we get to like see it yeah i feel yep. like that can be like emotional but like like we said, like this next episode has a lot of work to do. So. It does, and you know, I and I hope we see Bucky just find some level of happiness and, and peace too, because, I mean, that that's not going to be a fun conversation. I mean, hi, I'm the guy who killed your son that you've been grieving for years, and I bought you soup the other week, you know, and I didn't tell you. It's it's just like how do you? It's an impossible, impossible conversation to have, and and yeah, uh, for sure. you know, it's going to be really really rough, um, but. I think Bucky had a taste of what a stable home life could be in his time with Sam's family. Um, you know, seeing, playing with the kids and, and seeing that community. Um, I think that, I, I hope that he finds some level of that, you know, somewhere uh, between, you know, the end of this series and wherever they're going to use him next. Yeah. I'm real stoked. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been it's, good. It's been yeah. good overall. All right, so before I let you go, any predictions for episode six? Um, you know, what's what's the end fate of Carly Morgenthal and the uh, Flag Smashers? Um. So, 
going into I don't so much have a prediction mm -hmm. um but here's maybe like what I would do mm -hmm. like so like I was saying earlier like Sam and Carly are very similar um and like there's a part of me that kind of wants to see like Carly figure it out mm -hmm. um but at the same time maybe it's more interesting to like have her be like you know as like as committed as Sam is right in, in her opposite thought. direction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah we'll 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 see what happens uh there's a lot that yeah yeah um I, I could definitely see a situation where Sam and or Bucky have the upper hand in whatever battle with Carly. And um, he has, Sam has to make the decision of uh, to, to either kill her or to, you know, let her go or, you know, detain her in some way. And Sam's going to be the one facing that choice. And I think he's going to have maybe the U S government or somebody on his one shoulder saying, end her. And on the other side, he's going to have sort of, that conversation that he had with her before where she's redeemable. There's some good there. And I'm kind of hoping that the series ends with Sam making that choice. You know, I assume he's going to choose to save her. Otherwise he's going down a John Walker path. Um, but the consequences of what that choice is, because I'm, I'm sure the stance of the U S government would be, you know, you've got to either end her or, or detain her and show, you know, how, how tough we are on these terrorists and, and murderers. And I think like we were talking about before, Sam being his own person and showing that Captain America is not necessarily a puppet of the government is gonna make his own call there and, and possibly even let her go. So I, I, I'm kind of hoping it ends there and then we'll deal with whatever consequences of that decision, you know, in season two or whatever. Yeah, cause like, you know, Harley, <laughs> she's, go, she's going at the, she's going at things like the wrong way yeah yeah but i mean i think her fight is important it's as, an, as important as anything else going on in the mcu you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like what carly goes to jail and like who's gonna like pick up that you know and yeah like, so yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's a, lot. a lot. There's a lot. So um, this has been episode five of Level Up Watches, our penultimate episode. Next week, we will have the finale for you. Um, thank you very much, Kendall, for joining me on the show. And uh, thanks, Mike, for his time earlier. And uh, we will see everyone next week for the finale. Can't wait. Um, all right. Take care, everybody. To be Bye. continued.